When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast. No. Hey, welcome to another, uh, another episode of Sugar, Silk, Stretch, and Scully. <laughs> we, uh, we hired a driver on the way back from Atlantic City. <laughs> and um, and the yes, well-esteemed, highly esteemed uh, John Scully, Iceman Scully is taking us back into the city. What's going on over there in England? Oh, no. Uh, uh, in B- Bulgaria. Oh, Bulgaria. I thought we settled this. I was in uh, Varna, which is on the beach, and now I'm in Sofia. Oh, I'm in, all London, right. I'm in London on the 9th, and then I'm, I'm going to see Ben. King Ben, and then I'm going to go to LA on the Friday the 13th of all days to travel. Friday the 13th. He's you loving may, this, may. by the way, Gary. He's loving this because I'm in the back. Yeah, no, no, no way. I don't tell you should. My no one puts baby in the back. You know, listen, dear, you put the baby in the safety seat, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you'll notice his head on my, above my left, my left shoulder. That's, I don't know, is that my angel or my devil? What do you think? Well, I don't know. He looks a bit dodgy, but he looks like men in black. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like you've got a hitman behind you. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you saw the fight last night. I thought it was. Well, I was waiting for a fight to start happening. To be yeah, honest. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. We can't say that. Waiting for one to break out. So, you um, know, I, get... um, I had reservations when you know with the with the pre press conference. You know, Charlo. The Charlo brothers are like a real chip you know they, they kind of strive on this chip on the shoulder yeah they're cheap. and he was just so nice and respectful and it just isn't him and i thought like you know we say and it was just a pathetic attempt at being great you know yes. uh-huh. um i respect him for, <clears throat> for for attempting but then you have to attempt and he never attempted he just went and survived and it was pathetic it was just it was a yeah. valiant effort in in not not getting stopped. But that's about it. Yeah, you know the you're absolutely right. At some point in a fight, you always have to you know make your mark, put your foot down, whatever you you know what I mean. And um, you need to make an individual. A man has to feel you. If if he if you don't if you finish your fight and you haven't at least hit a man, like disturbed him. Uh, buzzed him, anything like that. You can't. It's very, very hard to wake up the next day and look at yourself in the mirror and say you really gave it. You know what I mean? You're 100. Yeah. I don't know how he lives with that today. I mean, he's going to have a good life with the money he made, but um, sure. But no, you you've got to go out on your shield on a, on a, on yeah, that kind yeah. of moment. He can well, always go back to yeah. junior middleweight. You know, if he loses and yeah. he gets knocked out, but it's amazing. Yeah. He looked incredible, but he just 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 yeah. took a ride. Well, there's a caveat that comes with the money, right, Ben? A caveat. No, a caveat. They say C-A-V-E-A-T. It's caveat. It's a caveat, but go on. Please continue. (laughs) The English people are always correcting you. I think because they invented the language, they have like this. No, they didn't. (laughs) It was the north of England. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. The caveat that comes with the money is what? Would you well, say? well the, the, now you made me forget my train of thought. You see what he does? Very slick. Very slick. Very yeah. Good. Well, let me talk while you're trying Go ahead. to remember what you're going to say. Yes. Uh, think it, Gary, one person uh, in our company last night compared it to Bone Crusher Smith's kind of non effort versus Mike Tyson. And in the post fight interview as well, Charlo, he seemed a bit upbeat, like a bit too happy to have simply been there and lost some points 
uh, which I said he would, by the way. So I'm on the scoreboard. Don't you forget that. But no, it, it, it looks like he wasn't fighting to win, Gary. Did it not? No, me and Michael, we did to be great last night. Uh, that's why we lost. Great, yeah. But we lost with them on, our, on our shield. We both but, knew, but, before, really. before you say we, wait, we, we as French, before you say we, you have to admit to the I, and then you can say we. Yeah. I. <laughs> yes, okay. And I, have a friend, I had a friend who was with me, but I'll go separate right now. <laughs> I, no, I, I um, we all knew if we were putting the house on it, we, were, we would all have bet uh, Canelo. But I, I still would have given Charlo a chance if he tried. Yes. But he never. And yes. when he did let his hands go, he landed. And it was like, it was just pathetic. It was just a pathetic backward step, survival, and... And a very bad representation of himself. He, I mean, he set up the story yeah. for the hero brother now, the real one, yeah. sixty-eight, to have a go. Mm-hmm. And if he has yeah. a go, maybe interesting. But but he doesn't seem to be any shape to, to do that right now. I just saw him on YouTube. He, he was worse than me on the pod- podcast the other week. Uh, he wow. was uh, he, he was uh, he looked he, he he was talking. I gave my brother a shot. He seemed like he was out of it. So I don't think he's in any position to fight yet. Whatever he's going through. But yeah. no, it was sad. It, at the press conference, he, there was no disappointment because he showed he never thought he was going to win. So he, he, there was yeah. no real uh, disappointment. He, he yeah. got what he knew he was going to get. And his victory seems to be that he lasted 12 rounds. Yeah. Well, if, you know what? If you, if you, you have to go out on your sword, you're on your shield. I'm sorry. You have to go out on your shield in order to, in order, like you're going to, replay that fight over and over as a fight you're going to replay that fight over and over again in your mind every day for the rest of your life and your children your your brothers your mother your father everyone's going to see it and that's what's going to define you and that's one of the things like when you when you show that character when you show that fire people can respect a loss if you try people can can respect a loss but if yeah. you, if you go out there without even that effort without you know, we paid you a ton. Not even it's not even we paid you a ton of money. It's you just did this to yourself. You know, the biggest fight of your life, and you can't get up for it. I mean, yeah. I don't get that. Like Gary, you get the shot. Sorry, did he Ben. Take the power. Did he taste the power in round one or two? And did that change his whole attitude towards the fight? Do you think? You know what's pathetic about it? Even when he got a little slight knock, which he didn't really hurt him. I mean, he may have got a little stunned, but he took a knee. He wasn't hurt. Like, yeah. every time he got, like, he, he took a knee. Who takes a knee for no reason? Just, well, I got caught, so I thought I'd be smart and take a knee. And we all get caught. We don't take yeah. knees unless we have to take a knee, you know? Well, it was like, uh, uh, I think that's probably something what they taught him. Like, a lot of guys say, like, well, you're really intelligent. If you get hit, you get buzzed. You take a knee instead of getting knocked out. Maybe he over, maybe he just overevaluated or was panicking. You know, what I mean, like it's a new situation for him. I, I'm sure he's, fought, I'm sure he's sparred, if not fought, people that hit as hard as Canelo. He sparred for this fight. Well, wouldn't you say, John? How about John? 100. Right, go ahead. What you want? You have a. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure he sparred with guys, but you know, I think, I think he got caught some caught with something early he didn't like. He wasn't prepared to handle it. And the fact is, he probably had it in his head about the weight advantage. And Canelo had stopped, uh, you know, Kovalev. And he had these thoughts in his head. And, you know, if you're not prepared for what's happening on, on the night of the fight. Because before the fight, you can you can go through all these thoughts in your head. but on And you can reject some of them. But on the night of the fight, everything comes out. All the, the truth, truth comes, comes out. out. Yes. And I think his truth was... I'm not ready. I'm not big enough. You know, he didn't. He didn't feel ready. Right, right, for sure. But he did get paid enough. Now that's the esteemed John Scully, former top middleweight, super middleweight, light heavyweight contender. Everything. Do you know him, Gary? Do you know Iceman John Scully? Do you know of him? I've known the name. Uh, I think I owe him money or something, maybe. He fought Michael. Yeah, he fought Michael Nunn. Henry Masquey. Wow. What and, weight? And and sparred and sparred with incredible legends what like weight? Roy what Jones weight and what weight? Middleweight, super middleweight. Like, I fought nine at sixty-eight. Yeah. And Masky at seventy-five. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Sixty-eight and seventy-five. Wow. Yep. And uh, and and Gary fought. Um, Chris Eubank Jr. Chris Eubank Jr. Yeah. And, yeah, and, I remember uh, his name. Oh, you sure. remember? Okay. We'll just introduce him fighters to fighters here. Yeah. You know, John is the only fighter I've ever known that remembers anything that happened from yesterday and back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Every single fighter down here in Atlantic City. Like John is our like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's immaculate. It's amazing. It's, yeah. <laughs> he's absolutely like this walking encyclopedia. Brain it's, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> brain man. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yes, to continue on with the fight, um, a lot of the fighters a, down a, there. Massive disappointment. It was a. I, I, just a massive disappointment for me. It was like a just complete survival and uh, never never tried to have a fight. Even the last round, he didn't even try and have a fight. You know, it was like, there was not a, there was yeah. not a, not, not yeah. one, not one, they give no one anything to get up for. You know what I mean? It was well, one sad. thing he did manage to do, one thing he did manage to do quite successfully was call out Terrence Crawford. Yes, yeah, Of course, another payday, right? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, off that performance, I could not see that fight. I mean, who would be interested in it? He's not. You don't. You don't use that as a platform to, for your next big fight. You know. Yeah. You go back to the drawing board and reestablish yourself or whatever you exactly. Do. But the whole idea. I'm done with him now. Me, fight. I'm done. It's like I, I, I yeah. don't want to watch him at any way. Yeah. Now. Yeah. That's, what, yeah. that's yeah. how I felt, and I, I'm, I'm a pretty easy guy. I, I, I forgive yeah. and forget. I have no interest in watching that guy fight again. I was like, no, yeah. there's literally no money for a rematch. I mean, people talk about Spencer Crawford, and I don't think there's much money for a rematch there either. But it's it's not as ridiculous as that one would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's That's no, you know, he just he just dropped his value period anyway because no one wants to watch him anymore. I mean, yeah. that's the reality of it. Yeah. He just let and everybody down. He let himself down. Yes. There's nothing wrong with trying, and then you yes. know we get beat. Like, and he says, I dared to be great. You didn't. You showed up for a fight. Didn't you didn't to do it. <laughs> Why have I got this silly, very hot on my uh, screen again? That was, remember I joined the podcast last week and I was, I was boiling hot in a room. And so, and he put very hot. And now it looks like I'm a Chippendale talking about myself. Does it very, very hot. Daddy Stretch, very hot. Is What's it very that? hot? It says it. Does ah, it? there we go. The, now, uh, must, maybe it's um, one of the uh, very famous female fans. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Is it just changed literally now? It's yeah, changed. It it's just, it's yes. changed. I can't how see how, how old was that? Yeah, well, well noticed. Um, how did that change? Simon is on. The, Simon is working in the background, and he must have changed it. You know. Very legend. I think that Simon. Simon may have. Simon may have a crush on you. In fact. Yeah, I, mean, I doubt uh, that very much. We can steer it back to the more kind of meat and potatoes of our kind of subject matter. That'd probably be good. I'm only, I'm only the guy in the back seat today. I know that. So Give me your done. thoughts on the uh, fight, did, Ben. Did you, uh, did you fasten the baby seat back there? Yeah. Before we started yeah. That. We're on our way back to New York City, by the way. Iceman has given us a lift back from Atlantic City, yeah. where we've had a fantastic weekend at the Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah. Gary, we got two fantastic interviews, one with Vinny Pazienza, and one with Reggie Sweet Johnson, which we're going to put on the channel in the next 24 hours. Um, so um, I think people enjoy that. But yeah. uh, Gary, I thought Canelo, I, I think Michael agreed with me, I thought Canelo looked eminently beatable last night. We know he's beatable in any case, and we know he's been beaten. But I thought Canelo didn't look anything awesome at all. He, his offense seems to play out on a permanent loop, the same shots, the power jab, the disguised left hook to the body, the touch and the right hook, you know. And I thought Canelo looked very, um, somewhere shy of heroic last night as well. Well, on one the, thing he didn't know, one thing he didn't have to do, he didn't have to duck many punches, so he didn't have to show all the defensive attributes he usually shows, that's for sure. Yeah. So, with, mean, so with the lesser <laughs> offense... Yes. Charlo gave him all the time in the world to give him all. He let him do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. And he just didn't do much either himself. So it was yeah. a very, he looked, he looked in good shape, Canelo. He looked good for the weight. Yeah. He looked strong. He, yeah. he, he showed a little bit more spark than the last fight. Like he may have another couple of fights in him. Yeah. But again, when you're fighting a guy who doesn't want to fight you, he had every, uh, all the 
room in the world to do a to do a job on this guy, and he ne he never really stepped it up either. Well, you know, Gary, like, it's, it's very hard. Of a sparring session. But but it's it's very very much like a sparring session. But one of the hardest things to do in boxing. Yeah, when I someone doesn't want to fight you, when someone yeah. doesn't want to fight you, trying to get him out the ring is impossible. It can be, especially if they're you know if I mean look, he's athletically gifted. He has the attributes. He just decided not to use them. And he decided not to use them, and he put them all in. I'm focusing on not getting hit, and that's it. And he knew that if he if he punched, he leaves himself for an opening because Canelo is a very adept counterpuncher, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. so so therefore, now he's not going to throw any punches. He's just going to focus on seeing Canelo's hands, make sure he doesn't get hit, don't get hit, and that's his focus. That's it. So uh, as hard as Canelo. It doesn't matter how hard Canelo works. He's not going to get him out because, you know what I mean? He, he's not exchanging. I, I, he's not I don't know, him. Michael, but what, what, I, I think other fighters may have got him out last night. I think Terence Crawford would have got him out. Yeah, I think you're maybe right. I think it's not in Canelo's nature when someone is boxing that way. Canelo will go on cruise control to a degree. Yeah. He doesn't really seem to have gears, Canelo, actually. Particularly. He stays at he stays at one speed. You're saying, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Everyone talks about this Benavides. I, put, I, I think I don't rate him at all. I, I don't I don't get it. So um, David Benavides. I don't yeah, get it. And I've watched about five fights, and for me, he does. I don't like anything he does. So I, I don't get it. But I, mean, I could be completely missing the point. But I just don't get it. So I think if he fights Canelo, I think Canelo will beat him. But. Um, I would like to see Canelo, if he wants Sadur to be great, to go to 60 and let Crawford come to 60, not 68, and then we have a hell of a fight. He did it for Golovkin. Why won't he do it for Crawford? I don't think they need a wait for that. I think you can do that fight. I think you can do that fight for Crawford at any weight, and I think he would do very well. I Here think we go again, Gary. The <laughs> oh well, what does he have to do? Does he have to lift? Does he have to lift uh, Canelo over his head? Like, what are you asking? Yeah, we've had these discussions in recent weeks. The silk thinks weight weight divisions are largely irrelevant. Iceman John Scully, you were talking about this the other day, and you said they did. They, like we all said, he said they do have weight divisions for a reason, right? Oh, 100 percent. 100 uh, percent. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. I mean, you know, there's special fighters who can go go. Okay. Weight, yes. You know, exactly. But as a rule, guy's gonna get demolished. Now, now, up. now, what I'm saying is, there are attributes that you have, and those attributes allow you to be able, like you're saying, great talented fighters are able to skip up divisions. What are the advantages of a fighter, of the fighter, who weighs more over the fighter who's lighter? The I mean, punches feel different when you're getting hit. Uh, yeah, physically, no, you get hit. You can wear people down. Like, I spar guys to this day, and if I'm bigger than them, I tell them, I say, listen, I'm going to wrestle with you, and I'm going to wear you out, and you're going to get the Allow a person to do that. Let, let's say... Oh, where are you? Okay. You is... You're going to fight Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray's 147 pounds. You're 168 pounds. Tell me how that goes. Well, yeah, but you're talking about an exceptional fighter versus a less exceptional one. Yeah. What about when things oh, are relative? Oh, what about we're talking oh, about oh, Okay, fighters? so let's, let's talk about, let's talk about, what about Roberto Duran? Well, Roberto Duran's another exceptional fighter. Oh, my God. Why don't you talk about regular guys, like a regular like Walter Well, Wayne, a, well a, re a regular guy will allow you to use your weight as an... What advantage. about Joe Calzaki against Tyson Fury? So, yeah, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> you can't stretch well, it to the end. Yeah, but, but, what about Joe yeah, Never lost, never lost fights Tyson Fury. If Joe Kazaki fights Tyson Fury, I'm going with Tyson Fury. Yeah, with all this <laughs> Tyson Fury, Manny Pacquiao. Tyson Fury, Terence Crawford. 
Tyson Fury against Roberto Duran. Yeah, you tell me Tyson Fury is better than Duran. Now you're doing exactly the reverse. You're talking about no, Tyson Fury because he's a big man. No, Duran, Hearns, Pacquiao, Crawford. If you put every exceptional fighter can't beat Tyson Fury for one reason. Listen, Tyson Fury. Tyson boxing is about one hand. Both hands hitting the all you can score with are your hands, your fists. That's it. Now, if you, if, you have a referee just, if you have a referee that doesn't allow you to clutch and lay on the guy and use your weight as an advantage and all this, that kind so of Tyson stuff, Fury we're versus talking about Manny a fight Pacquiao. We're talking about a good fight. Tyson like, Fury against Manny Pacquiao. You telling me that's a good fight? <laughs> well, I mean, there's a huge exaggeration of height and then. Okay, Tyson Fury against Tyson Fury against John Calzaki. Tyson Fury against. Any, I mean, all right, give me another. I no, I don't think so. He's not going right, go to go to What about Mike Tyson versus, what about Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson. No, again. it's not going to happen. What about oh. Evander Holyfield against Manny Pacquiao? It's not irrelevant, Silk. That's what we're saying. Why you emphasize? No, you're right. It's, it's overrated. It's I'm picking random big guys against exceptional small guys, and you cannot tell me that the little guy. Oh, yeah, okay, then why don't you just pick. Why don't you pick um why don't you pick Tommy Hearns versus uh Charlie Magri. Charlie Magri. Oh we know why don't you want Ricky Hatton sure. Tommy Hearns versus Ricky Hatton. Well again you're talking about abilities and it always comes down to attributes. Yeah, that's not it should always Hearns come down to attributes. Ball. Hearns and Hatton could have fought with Walter White, that's normal. And Hearns would have destroyed him. I mean, boxing has always been about the skills, unless, you know, I mean, with, with weight advantages, well, weight, I, I, weight matters, I, I don't know, I just don't, I just don't see it. So let's I don't see it because, I, because I've seen too many fighters going to ring, even in sparring, and, and, and... Okay, let's look at this one. Let's look at this one. I'll give you a great example. I'll give you a great example. Let me give you a perfect example. Jamel Charlo versus okay, um, Canelo Alvarez. <laughs> Undisputed against <laughs> a guy two weights above him and he never even had a fight. Tell me that was the that, but that, but they, it, that wasn't it. Physically in the ring, they didn't look they didn't look to be too much of a size disparity, to be fair, did they, Gary? Physically, he's no. not any smaller than Canelo. There no. you go. Tell him, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but the whole the whole site he got he was beaten before he got in because of the weight because of this whole thing about going up two weights. I mean, the first thing he said on the press conference, I went, I, I went up two weights. I don't to be great. It's all fucking bullshit. But the reality yeah, no, is that's but, what but, beat him but, mentally was the that's weight. Exactly what it is. That's just a, he's just he's just trying to save face with that saying. He's giving people back what he heard, what's already been funneled towards him. Uh, funnel to him, but but ultimately they were the same. They they were pretty much the same size. They both came in at once at one hundred sixty-seven point four. Go. Uh, so they were they scaled the same in the weigh-in. Physically, it didn't look like the Canelo was any bigger. To be fair, so I don't I don't think that was an example of it being a bridge too far or a step too far because of weight. Thing is, no, but but you know if you look at an undisputed, an undisputed junior middleweight. This weight thing that doesn't yeah. matter, it mattered to him because he, he was so terrified to get to a fight, which he's never been before. Why? And it wasn't the Canelo. But he was, terif he was, he was terrified to get hit, not terrified to get bench pressed. But it's a different thing. I don't know how you guys aren't seeing this. Okay, I see it. I see on? it. I see it within. Um, yeah, I, I see it. One so of your no, he said, I see it. You said, I, I see, see, I see it. To, said, I see I it. See it. He's right here. No, I, I, no, I, I see it. I, oh. I said, I oh, see it I within, like, let's, I, let's say, let's say eight to ten pounds. I don't think that the weight is so massive in, let's say, one, one division up, maybe two, but when it gets beyond two, it gets to be very much an issue.
Like, I, I would give Crawford every chance in the world to beat Canelo, even though he's 47, because he probably walks around at 60. Canelo turned pro at 47. So Crawford walks around 65. So he just trains, hydrates, doesn't have to do any weight cut. He, he would fight Canelo as if he's in the gym every day, eating grapes like the third, fourth week in camp. He would be strong, he'd be great. He wouldn't kill him. He so I think Crawford can do it. He can do that way. He doesn't have the physical advantages that he doesn't have the physical advantages that Charlo had, but he definitely has the skill advantages that Charlo didn't have, and he'd and be able to use those. He'd be able to use those advantages to overcome the Canelo. Thank you very much. I I agree. I agree to a matter of to, weight at all. It's a matter of ability. Okay. I I so agree. I agree to a limit. I agree to a limit, but it gets stupid after a while. Okay, so I agree with Gary totally that I agree to a certain limit until it gets stupid and ridiculous. Um, now, where does Canelo go from here? I mean, it, one thing that seems apparent is that he's still hungry and he's still, this is his life, boxing is his life, as he said afterwards in a post-fight interview. And this is still what motivates him, you know, he's the life force behind him. And I think he wants to be around for a long time. Yeah. What do you think is next for him, perhaps, Gary? Well, speak up. We can't hear you from back there. Really? I, th <laughs> I can hear him. I think the most <laughs> credible thing he can do now, I think the most credit cre uh, credible thing he can do now is put it to rest and fight Benavides. And then yeah, I think that would I be the... That would be the, the credit, that would be the class thing to do. And, and I don't think he has an issue with Benavides at all, but that's me. But um, he may take the gravy train and he may go and say, well, if Crawford wants to fight me, I'll fight Crawford. But, but I think Crawford's got a commitment with Spence. So if that's the case, then Canelo being completely open to do whatever he wants, because he can, he's in that position. If he wants to really show the world he's the man, put Benavides to rest and then, then he can do whatever he wants, you know. Then, he, then there's no questions asked anymore. But there's always going to be this nagging Benavides on his plate if he doesn't do it. And uh, he's more than capable of beating Benavides, I think. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think he needs to be in the ring with uh, Dimitri Bavol ever again. And this man in the, who's driving us right now trains Art, Artur Beterbiev, uh, or Beterbiev, and I don't think he'd be too keen for that fight, would he, John? Who, who would be? Canelo. Canelo. I don't... Canelo doesn't even mention Arthur's name. Never. <laughs> <laughs> like, that tells you all you yeah. need to know right yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he, neither should he. I don't think it makes sense. What, what does Charlo do now, Ben? Well, Charlo, well, he's still the three-quarters uh, champion, like middleweight champion of the world. He's got options there. I mean, I think he's... I think, uh, I think the next deal will be realistic. And I think better for Craw. I think Crawford will fight him next. Well, what about Zoo? What about Zoo? Tim Zoo. Tim, Tim Zoo is waiting there for Charlo because t he entered the ring as an undisputed champion last night, Charlo, and he was announced as one. But the, the WBO stripped him of the title during the fight, from what I understand. And now uh, Tim Zoo is, I believe, he won the WBO interim title, I believe. It's hard to keep up with all of this thing, right, Ice? But, um, he, but you know, he, that fight is very much hot and meaningful for Charlo. Um, and a lot of people have, you know, set a lot of store by Zoo. I guess that that's the fight that a lot of people would like to see next. And it, it would be a good fight for him to kind of rebound from and to, and to try and sort of um, wash away the taste of that Canelo uh, sort of poor effort. Well, you're going to have to live with that for a minute, that's for sure. What's Crawford going to do next? Crawford, you were talking about the Spence, um, you know, rematch clause. I hope that doesn't happen because I'm, I don't think there's any anticipation around it. Spence was completely smashed to pieces and looked like he, Spence looked like he shouldn't be boxing at all in that last fight for whatever reason. Right? And you so, know what? Ugas fought last night. His Crawford? Ugas? Ugas. Ugas. Ugas fought last night against the guy. That's what I said. Uh, what was his name? Ramos. Echo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was no, Ramos. No, Ramos, Jesus Ramos was the guy for yeah. Lubin, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Who did Ugas fight last night? Uh, you're asking the wrong one. No, I wish you hadn't brought that up, really, because it, it makes us look amateur, don't know who fought who, <laughs> on the fucking card that we watched from the Hard Rock Casino. But if you if you don't know it, don't mention it, I would say. <laughs> well, you you're, guys? you're the brains of the operation. Yeah, and Come I'm on stuck now. in the back seat. You know, uh, so we're the you're leading the show. 
because of circumstances beyond our control today. So, why is he in the back, mate? Say something good. Well, how, how, how did you why get him in, in the back? back? Well, you know, um, just gave him his bottle, warmed the bottle up for him, put him in the back. Yeah. I'm, I'm there yet, though, Gary. But I can see, I can see New York City on the skyline. But are we there yet? <laughs> this is a. Uh, yeah. Did you guys see that in England? Yeah. Are we there yet? This is uh, kids, uh, I believe. Yeah. yeah. How long's the drive? I, no, I thought that was a complete American saying, kind of. No, it's, an, it's, it's, it's an English saying as well. So. Uh, Quickly, we're, perhaps we won't go on forever this weekend because we're, we're, we're in a car this particular episode. But um, what about Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk then? You, you, would have, you wouldn't have escaped the news over the weekend, Gary, that the Gano thing happened on October 28th. They say they've signed it. Fury's set to earn some hideous amount like 200 million. And the fight is supposed to be on for December 23rd or else January. Well, how, how much is Usyk getting? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he gets deal, million, he'll be getting a lot. He'll be getting a lot. He'll yeah. be getting at least a hundred. Yeah, be a hundred million in two yeah. It's fantastic for the sport, but um who's this well, gonna get a pace for the two fighters out of the sport? Yeah. Who's he gets beat in that one for sure? No, you really think so? You he think gets, Fury's gonna number go to his one, body? Number That's one, be it? He, Number one, he can't hurt Fury if Fury ties his hands behind his back. That's the first thing. So he's no chance of getting him out. When you get Deontay Wilder, it can't hurt him. Uh, you know, can't put him out. Please, uh, Usyk doesn't have a prayer. After the last performance, complaining to the referee every two seconds and then taking a dive for 20 minutes with his low blow, which was, it may have been borderline, but it certainly wasn't in the nuts. He played it like it was in the nuts. I just, he, I, he lost the fan. And I was such a big fan before that that nonsense. So, um, time and truth always meet, you know? So, um, he's, you know, he doesn't have a pro against Tyson Fury. And one thing Tyson is, is he's a brilliant boxer, but he's also a brilliant roughhouse. He, he'll, and he'll do, he'll, he'll do all the things that Usyk doesn't want him to do to him, you know. He's, he's spiteful, Tyson. So he, that's not going to be a good night for Usyk, I promise you. And what do you think, John? Uh, I, like, I like Shuri. I like Shuri. I still like Shuri. Yeah. Is I, think, it? I, think, I mean, I think he's too long. I mean, he's... Uh, too big. You know, too big. Too big. The reach, <laughs> you know, uh, Usyk is a good, good boxer, all that tricky stuff. Yeah. But I don't think he can do that with Fury. I don't. Know. I think Fury's too rangy for all yeah, that. I think so. Okay. And Ben, I fancied Fury before the the uh, Usyk and Wild fight, and even more so afterwards. Um, I do think it's it's not just about size; it's about his coordination and that size. I've lost the sound on you guys. I've lost the sound on you guys. No sound. Um, you've lost your sound, you have, uh, Michael. I don't know when Ben was talking, the sound's just cut out. You might need to go out and then come back in, that's all.
children silk uh, experiencing technical difficulties in transit um hopefully we'll get michael and uh, gary will be back now and hopefully michael and ben will have some sound now um gary they still haven't got any sound uh, my friend so um experiencing some technical difficulties on the the traveling um in the meantime while they try and sort that out are you going to take over my friend yeah, I'm just going to keep keep going from it. I'm obviously just a host. I don't really know a great deal about boxing to a certain extent. I was just wondering, though, do you think there's any way that Usyk can find a way to... Uh, no. And, you know, this cuts into uh, Michael's ridiculous uh, argument and size. If I said to Michael, I was going to ask him just, OK, Michael, who would you say is the technically better fighter more skillful in Fury and Usyk. And he's going to say Usyk because they all say Usyk's this genius, brilliant ta tactician technique. You know, he's got all these, he's got all these tricks and he's a genius. Mm -hmm. The only way the Fury massive advantage is the size. I mean, it's obvious, you know, yes. so size does matter. If Usyk's the better fighter and he's not that much smaller, but he's a considerably smaller, you know what I mean? So it just runs into the, Tyson's just going to be too big. He's he's got he's got the tools, but if, if even if um, Usyk has the edge in skill, the size will absolutely matter. It just okay, will. Interesting. Did you did your opinion change after Usyk's most recent performance? Obviously, there was a lot of criticism of him from that last performance with the low blow and all that sort of stuff. Before that, did you give him a prayer? Or was it kind of still? Well, let's be honest. He's not. Who's he fought? Let's be honest. Um, he, the, the first fight he fought um, was um, someone's son. Who was it? Um, the first yeah. fight he fought was a uh, very much a easy fight at heavyweight. It was was it someone's son? Like at my famous boxer's son. Oh, that, um, I'll check that now. But yeah, I, I think so. And it, and it was a very average performance. And then, and, and then after that, he fought Chisora, who's, who everybody's beat. I love Derek Chisora, but everybody's beat him. And it was a split decision. Very, And everyone said Chisora beat him. Then he beat Joshua. I guess conclusively, but not dominantly. And then yeah. in the second fight, Joshua was much more competitive. But he beat him again. But he, he struggled both times against Joshua. Joshua's been knocked out by Andy Parker. Um, so it's like at heavyweight, he's not really shown too much to me. He struggled a little bit. And then he fights Daniel Dubois, who, who we all know that um, Joe Joyce destroyed. Uh, and it was very competitive. And very controversial. So every heavyweight fight he's had, there's been some kind of doubt for me. So now he's finally going to fight if he is a, a, a dominant premier heavyweight. And I think when that happens, Tyson Fury, you will see exactly that he's not a heavyweight uh, Usyk, and he shouldn't be a heavyweight. And it, or he, you know, he's not going to dominate like he did at cruiserweight with the heavyweights. No chance whatsoever. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I always thought it was going to be difficult for Usyk to implement his the skills that he's got in that heavyweight division because of the additional reach and weight and all these things. But obviously, listening to people like Michael and and people who've got a lot more boxing knowledge than me, they sort of would say, you know, that his technical skills will shine through and and things like that. But to me, Tyson Fury is he's such a good boxer. He doesn't move like a man who's near, not far off seven foot, you know, like he's so big, but he doesn't move like someone who's that big. His head movement and his uh, his footwork is not that of a, of a traditional heavyweight, at least in recent times. I mean, I can only speak from experience. I yeah. know if you look at my career as a junior middleweight, I was pretty unbeaten. Uh, one loss up with a cut, which I still dispute, because if you watch the fights, a class of heads, it should have been a no contest. First minute, um, two minutes or whatever, bang, heads, cut, stop the fight. I was way on top uh, against a very picked opponent, you know, my to build my career. It was not like a fight I was supposed to lose, or um, mm. uh, but 
I don't know how they called it a loss rather than look and see to class heads. But so before that, I had not lost in years, amateur and professional, at my weight. Every fight I ever had, even the fighter won on points, everybody I had over at least a couple of times, they went down, you know, dropped them at least a couple of times. And every, so every junior middleweight I ever fought, I either knocked out or beat on points. And when I beat them on points, I had them over. And then I fought Eubanks. And it was very different. My, I wasn't as effective. I was not. I felt the strength difference. I felt the, the weight. Uh, he was just a bigger man. And I was less effective, and he was, you know, it was a completely different ball game. And and uh, I know Eubanks was a big middleweight. He fought at super middleweight. He fought at light heavyweight. I mean, I when you think he, he he was a comfortable light heavy, and then he wanted to fight Tyson at heavyweight. So you know, when you think about it, I'm fighting a light heavyweight, and I turned professional welterweight. So you know, so the, I knew at the when we met. You know, uh, early in the day, we, we shook hands. It was like grabbing hold of a fucking melon. You know, his hand was <laughs> three times bigger than mine. And I thought, uh oh, you know, he's a bit bigger than I thought. But it mattered. It mattered, and it was uh, the weight was was uh, important. Uh, so I know it makes a difference. I was very comfortable at junior middleweight. Just couldn't get the fights I wanted. You know, either. The champions had the same promoter as me and they would, wouldn't put us together. Or, you know, there was all the politics that take place, which was the reason I got out of the game was not because of the love of the fight game, but it was because of the politics involved. And uh, so, you know, it's frustrating when you, when you get to a, a level and then you've got to move up to get a shot at a title because you can't get your own weight, you know. Yeah, of course. So, and I think, sorry to interrupt you, I was just going to say... No, no. Um, I'm a, like, I'm a big MMA fan, and one of the things which I often sort of talk to Ben about is that in MMA, generally speaking, the best will fight the best. And if you become just under that sort of very elite tier, you get to fight those guys. It's very rare that the fighters avoid each other. Whereas in boxing, I think the thing which sometimes turns people off, certainly like maybe the casual fans, if you like, who watch the big fights and then sort of dip in and out of it, they get a bit turned off by it. Like even, you know, we still haven't seen Fury versus Joshua all these years later. And it kind of, I think it frustrates people. So I can only imagine what it's like for a boxer who's dominating and doing well in his division or is, you know, is sort of part of the world or whatever it may be. And he wants to make that step up, but he can't get a fight. And then you've, like you say, you've got to move up and, and then you're at you know, a disadvantage. There's, 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 there's a, there's a rule that we don't talk about sparring. You know what I mean? It's like the, it's like an unwritten rule. We've all sparred with each other, and we don't talk about it. And, and, mm -hmm. and I, I abide by that rule. But I was, I was asked to work with a world champion in my weight, who was having a defense against a southpaw. And uh, they asked me, what, and I was in decent shape. I wasn't training for a fight, but I think I'd fought not too long before and I was getting back in the gym. I was in pretty good shape. But they asked me to come in and would I do a few days because the guy couldn't get sparring. And um, and so I went in and knocked him spark out. And it was a big issue because he had to fight. And I don't think he quite recovered. And it affected the fight. You know, he fought the fight. Again, I'm not going to get into who it was. But how frustrating is it for me knocking out the world champion at my weight in the gym and my promoter was in the gym watching it and still couldn't get me world up. And I'm like, well, you know, what the fuck is this? And I was not even in the best shape of my life. So, you know, it happens and then and it happens for so long and, and it takes you so long to get there. And when you're finally hot, and then you're just you're hovering and waiting and waiting to keep. And the problem you have, let's say you're number one contender. The champion wins the title. He has six months to defend against the number one. In that six months, he can he has every option to make a voluntary against anyone in the top ten. So after six months, mandatory fights the number one. But in that six months, he can pick the easiest fight he can find as it gets some money as a defense and fight number seven. But number seven beats him. And then now number seven has six months. 
to fight the number one. So yeah. now, you know, he has any option in the top seven, eight, top ten, and he fights number six and gets beat. And it happens. Now he's got six months. And you sit around, you can, forever wait for a fight. And at what point do... And you can't suddenly say to the new champion, you have to fight the number one, because that would give him, you know, every other champion's had six months to do what they want. Why suddenly? So the rules don't change, and you can be sat waiting forever. Um, and that's the most frustrating thing. And then you've got to keep yourself busy. But if you're number one, who do you fight? Everything's just a no win. If you get beat against number six, you're fucked. So... You're trying not to fight because there's no there's no value unless it's a title fight. So, so you you you're sat and then and you know time is on and the frustrations and then you think and then people start to go to different weights and it's 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 crazy and um, that's why I think MMA has been so successful. Is because because what's amazing is the best fight the best, but they can't wait to fight each other. You know, it's yeah. like it's all it's like the Wild West. As soon as the next big deal, everyone wants him, and and he yeah. wants anyone, and they just they're like the best against the best against. They last very little. They don't last a long time. Look at our our boxing world champions. We've had many champions who've held the 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 the, the reign for years. You've not seen many MMA guys hold it for years. It's like one or two defenses. It changes. You get an exception, John Jones. You know, yeah, Ronda Rousey yeah. was the most dominant female. One defense, the third one done. Then Holly yeah. Holmes, she's the dominant, gets beat a Nunes. Yeah. Now they they in the end, don't they? Yeah. The John Jones is the only He's living the exception, yeah. dominant, you know, MMA fighter. Conor McGregor was a blaze of fire. Got <laughs> beat beat his last four fights. I mean, yeah. but he keeps fighting the best. John Jones and Khabib are the two dominant players in the game. Other than that. Everybody, it's like it's like uh, swings and roundabouts. The, the champion, new to, and it's amazing. It's great to watch. It's exciting. You get an amazing fight, and it's changing hands. And that's why the it's such a big business because you get certainly get your value for money. There is a lot of frustration when you get um, the boxing game with the uh, with with the with the with the title fights, and and people get bored, and the fighters get bored. And then you get the fights eventually, but they're five years too late and they're not the fights they should have been yeah. five years ago, like the Pacquiao-Mayweather. Yeah. That was a shadow yeah, of the fight. They passed their prime, aren't they? And this... So how does boxing fix that issue, do you think? Because I would imagine there must be many fighters who are in a similar situation to you where they're you know, top contenders, they're having to wait for title shots and things like that. Like It must be difficult for fighters to keep their discipline during that time, you know, not drinking, not eating, the right, you know, training and things, because you get bored. You're like, you're waiting around for this one, that, like your title fight, which you've earned, but you've got to wait six months. And then if it changes hands in another six months, how many fighters just end up dropping out of the sport completely? And that to me is a problem which needs to be fixed. I just think the only way to fix it would be there's no voluntary defences. You win the championship, you fight the number one first fight. Unless you've got a rematch clause, you honour your rematch if that's the case. But then number one fights you then. And then, then of course, then number two goes to number one. Whoever wins that fight's number two. You know, I mean, this uh, voluntary defence and all that stuff is, I mean... I understand you have to, you know, you've took so long to get there, you've got to try and make some money. But, I mean, if you're going to be world champion, you, what I love about Alan Minter, good old Minter when he lost to Hagler, but but I remember an interview he did. And I knew Alan well, he was a mate. and uh, But I remember him saying when he won the title, every no one would fight Hagler. It was Minter's first, I think, first defence or something like that. And he said, if I'm going to be world champion, I can't sleep at night. i got to fight the best. So he fought Agra. And we all saw what happened. But you know what the funny thing was? Minter, of all the fighters that Agra fought, was the only guy I've ever seen hurt Agra. He hurt Agra in the third or something. He hit him with a left hand and really rocked him. People don't even remember, but I remember he, he rocked Agra and then, you know, he got destroyed on cuts and, and he got beat up. But it was... Amazing the fight for the first couple of rounds till Minter got cut. And um, and he went balls out 
all the balls in the world and I had so much respect for him. And uh, and I talked to him afterwards and I said, you know, and he said, Gary, I don't, if I'm the best of the world, I'll fight the best of the world. And he was an amazing man, you know. Um, sadly, we lost him not too long ago. I'm a good friend with his son, another great boy. But yeah, um, the champions, it, you know, there's, there's, I don't, uh, argue with you know it takes so long to get the, the belt they should earn some money before they lose it so that bonus defense thing comes in so they can at least try and get a payday before you put it all on the line again against the number one but but yeah it, it's hurting box at the minute the politics it absolutely is um so what i think i'll do gary i think i'll sort of wrap it up there look i um i appreciate you uh helping me sort of save things there because uh the boys are in transit and traveling I wasn't expecting to be on camera. Sunday is my uh, evening for hiding behind the camera. But, however, got to do what you got to do. Uh, and I, I've enjoyed talk, talking to you, uh, Meg, and really listening to you talk about boxing is something. It's one of my favourite things to do on a Sunday evening. So, I uh, appreciate your time. Um, well, we will, we will be back next week, I guess. Indeed. And that, Friday. That'll be Friday. What are we looking at? Do you know who's fighting? Uh, I, can, I can have a quick look now. I'm not 100% sure what the schedule is this week but um yeah obviously sugar silk and stretches friday and sunday now so uh, make sure you do check that out and uh, also you can download it via the audio side uh, on the sports social podcast network which is uh, always handy to do if you're on the go traveling like the gentleman uh, who fell out of uh, contact earlier so next week uh what is it so, so lee wood versus josh warrington for the WBA title and uh, a female fight between Terry Harper and Cecilia Brackenhus. Um, but yeah, Lee Wood versus Josh Warrington. That should be a decent fight there, uh, but which you guys will talk about on the Friday. And then uh, the Sunday will obviously be the breakdown of the fight, I would imagine. There you go. There we well, go. Well, Sugar, um, Silk, and Stretch is missing Sugar and Silk, so we'll call <laughs> it a day. And, uh, uh, thanks again, my friend, Sai, for coming in. And uh, I look forward to talking to you, seeing you next week. Indeed. Cheers, mate. See you soon. All the best. Sports Social Podcast Network.